Welcome to the Financial Coconut Podcast Network, the leading personal finance podcast network in Singapore. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut, and every Monday you will be joining me, Eric Fung, and SG Budget Big Dawn on our weekly segment, Wise and Shine, where we leverage on the latest quirky happenings out there on the internet to answer many of your burning social and personal development questions. Yes, we all sick and tired of talking about money, so welcome back to Wise and Shine. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Why is it only right. left to the companies to give? If we can mandate childcare leave, yeah. I'm of the view that no. we should mandate these because, because we are in an aged society because now. Because childcare leave is a cost. The government pays for it. Yeah, and they should take yeah. on the cost of aged leave because the reality is we are now moving into this older society. Excuse me, please don't rate our reserves. <laughs> and shine I'm your host Reggie aka your chief financial coconut and I'm Dawn I ship my jet bait with my new friend <laughs> <laughs> she found the tasty toasty over there you know shout out to Chanel and team and then she was like can I put on sex okay okay, okay hey, okay, why okay, did okay, I not become a product placement yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I will invoice you uh, Chanel <laughs> Hey folks, Rakesh here again. And Anthony, um, market updates. Repurpose. 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 Keep up with the times. We're back, boys. (laughs) So yes, if you have not heard part one, please listen to part one. We talk about all the big things, you know, in the Forward Singapore movement. Business, jobs, careers, leadership. Bread and butter. butter, Yeah, Mm, all the the hard stuff. Yeah, all the hard stuff, you know. But in part two, yes, earn money, earn money. But in part two, we are going to talk a little bit about the uh, softer things, all right? Uh, like what like to the, do with the money you earn? Yeah, yeah. Money not enough. Yeah. <laughs> Is it just about money? Yeah. 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 So all your family, yeah. social, you know, all the like inclusivity, you know, all these type of uh, social topics. We're going to talk about this. And uh, yeah, all this two-parter is all built on the Forward Singapore movement. So please can read the 180 documents, 180 pages. No, 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 need to read documents. the 180 pages. Just, just listen to us. We were made to read by him. And yes, he was yes, like, yes, please yes. remember to read all 180 before you come into the studio. We're yes, like, yeah, yes. okay. And I reminded them three times. Right? <laughs> so they all and, we, and we all have a very long page yes, of notes. Yes. Yes. I've never <laughs> seen such a long prep doc in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so that's great. In part two, we're going to talk about all this family social stuff. So yeah, I think ending off part one, Anthony got something to say about what left hand. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, no, so so uh, because Reggie made us read it, right? So I was reading it at 1am last night after finishing my work. And then, they, and then the, we got to the part about like work and life. I was like, oh yeah, you know, we're going to talk about work life. And I said, no, it's work life harmony and flexible work arrangements. <laughs> All we want for you is that, you know, your employer will let you take your time off in the afternoon so you can bring your elderly parent to the hospital 
Then we come back after they come from the hospital. Hospital don't work too late, right? So you come back after school and then you work. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, dude, 24, 7, 365, right? There are only so many hours in that day that where I'm not sleeping or where I don't need to rest. Um, you are just what all this this is just a way of piling on more responsibilities, not only work responsibility, but social responsibilities to an individual. Mm. right could we get somebody to bring my parents to work could we employ more people so that i don't have to work after i come back from the hospital like there, there are a lot of ways right it's and and maybe if i do this i will get you know promoted and i'll be singapore leadership as, as all <laughs> but we all want and we've talked about part one but at the end of the day you know i think this to me is not a good life right i, I want to take care of my parents sure i want to do well in my career sure is there a way for these things to be achieved without having to sacrifice myself too much? So is there a way? I don't think so. What's mm. your idea? So you go to work and then your parent got an appointment at 2pm. You call the, hello, uh, you bring my dad to the hospital. I think no, so, so I think the, the reality now and, and the reality I've been living for, okay, so, so maybe not parents, right? But well, I have two young kids at home. I try to be home for bedtime, um, which is normally 6.30, we have dinner. So, you know, I think most, the reality for a lot of, people in my position is you you leave your job about 5 36 6 30 to you take a two hour break 8 30 you log on again at 9 you work to 12 you go to sleep fine right i can deal with that life for for a relatively extended period of time i recognize that i need to work i need to spend time with family i sacrifice my sleep but there were especially in the last few weeks where there's a lot of work you know and with even without this two hour gap to bedtime i have to work to 12 or one already then if i add that two hours fine, i'm working to three I, I already like, I cannot do that every day, right? So, so then something has to shift. And inevitably, what shifts is family, right? Because you don't have the power to say, hey, you know what? Sorry, boss, I'm not going to do this extra two hours of work. You wait till tomorrow. Or can you hire somebody else so that we all split this amount of work and we all happily log off at 6.30, don't even need to log back on at 10 or 9. So the answer is work less and more. I mean, the, the ideal so, is always work less and more, right? As an employee. But the, the reality is that that's not going to happen. So right? question, question for you, right? You just point out, like, can you hire someone to, um, you know, so that we all share yeah. the load a bit better? And then we cut my pay. Yes. So what happens if the boss says, sure, we'll cut your pay? Sure. Mm, and, okay. and at a certain point, no, and, and that's why I think it's important, right? You need to have a good job. You need to get to a certain level. But, you know, once you start making a certain amount of money, do you really need that 50K more a year? right? Um, does it really accelerate your fire that much in mm. a sense if you want to fire? Or are you happy with, you know, it being a bit more sustainable so you can run the race for longer, right? That, that's a trade-off, right? You you push and push and push, that's fine. And then you make people sacrifice. Either they sacrifice their family, they sacrifice their health, or they just burn out and they quit, mm. right? So what what's the point, right? But Should that's a question for the individual to answer. No, correct. It? But then as a society, yeah. are we doing anything to show different paths? Are we doing anything to guide employers that maybe there should be a different path, right? Or that you can open up different paths to other people. It's and a very simple example, right? It's like when they first started, well, MRT getting too crowded, they want to start shifting people to earlier start times and, and like earlier end times. They did it, mm. you know? That was a government top-down approach. I, I give incentives here, I give incentives there. And, and then now MRT 7.30, I'm still full. 8.30, not as full as before, right? So, so 
things like this work, right? That's the role of government to, to step in when, hey, to show, hey, you know what? I'll prefer a certain set of behaviors and I'm going to incentivize and push you towards those behaviors. Yeah. And that is what part two is about. Part two is supposed to be a happy... No, it's fluffy, but I think these are the difficult questions, right? No, it's true, it's true, it's true. I actually think that isn't that being addressed in Forward Singapore because as we move towards an aged society, the reality is that all of us here, for instance, we have elderly parents and the young kids that we have to juggle mm. and our careers, which is why flexible work, work-life harmony and not balance anymore <laughs> is being introduced <laughs> because it is recognizing that in the past, we can work nine to five or eight to four, eight to 10, whatever. But now the hospital schedule your dad at a 2 p.m. appointment and you cannot change it because the hospitals are they don't have enough bandwidth yep. either. Mm. So if you miss this appointment, I'm sorry, you wait three more months later yes. and it will still be at a daytime yes. work time. So instead of you having to take leave, which the government can't really mandate also because it's, it's company cost, right? What they're saying is companies, please let your employees go and do all these errands for their family and then allow them to continue working at home if there is no, more co- work to correct. be but, accomplished. But that increases the load on the individual, right? Mm. Because... It might be have been that, you know, you work your job and then somebody else helps look after your dad. Right? Now you work your job and you look after your dad. Right? Then so so that that is that is why I think it's an additional load. Because previously you might have gone, okay, you know what, I split the responsibility. Maybe there is a well, not a social worker because don't qualify for that but maybe there's a general system where you know people help pick you up your dad that, that sort of thing right and that reduces so so if you can reduce that workload or either on the personal front or on the work front then you don't need work-life harmony yo i mean your dad is appointment i would assume that you want to go yeah to to yeah to, i would say that would take priority over your work no so but, you but don't have to give up on the family part uh, yeah it's a question for you right no, so if, if we assume yeah, let's take this assumption that your dad has an appointment at 2 p.m. We want to go there first, screw up, right? So that's, yep. that's number one. You're saying I go and then I come back and I work till midnight. Yep. Or I have to actually forego what I want to do and hire someone to do that. Yeah. Okay. So I think I think whatever Anthony said, right, is like the worst worst case scenario, yeah. right? The worst to worst. Sorry, like, I haven't yeah. slept for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> guys, How many years? <laughs> guys, renting our life is hard. Life is tough. Life is tough. So it is what it is, right? But when, when I look at it, I mean, I agree that we have 24 hours a day, right? So that is essentially, it's a Rubik's Cube, right? Now, now oh. we're trying to play around like, how do we shift this thing, right? So in a flexible work arrangement, essentially there are two things that fundamentally get achieved, right? First thing is you remove transport time, right? So maybe everybody cuts back on two hours. We cut that time, right? I think that is important. The other one is about optimizing your, your day, right? In a sense of, I think fundamentally we all can agree that not everybody is in the best of state in the morning and some people just cannot work at night, Mm. right? So I think having that little bit of flexibility where you can move around, you know, because that's kind of how uh, I run the team, right? Like with with some of our other guys, they do remote, right? And uh, we have have specific touch points that you have to come non-negotiable. Of course, it's a meeting time. And other than that, you know, you just do what you need to do, right? Everything is task-oriented, results-driven. And then, you know, people can adjust their time. Mm. They can pick up a call on their way to somewhere else. You know, I think that flexibility does help you know but i i want to second the idea that can we cannot take it as okay 
as a nation, I give you this flexibility. I try to get the employers to give you the flexibility. Then as a state, I don't do anything. Okay, so that is the that is but it's two different things, right? First thing is we are trying to encourage, and I actually my main uh, is the encourage part. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like I why? want them to mandate. Yes, right. But okay, maybe it's a it's a process. Uh, so got guide first. Next S-W-A. year got guideline. No, mandate. Guideline first, right? So after the guideline, then you know, uh, maybe we should mandate it eventually, right? Like have some if, sort of a if framework. If the guideline doesn't work, then you mandate. Yeah, there, there's yeah. some sort I mean, of a framework for it. We have to honestly because mm. this agent thing is just going to get worse and more painful and unlike the previous generation we don't have the privilege of asking our siblings to go and bring our parents to the hospital because some of us don't even have siblings to do that with mm. yeah so then the only other option is you hire like a domestic helper or something but some people are just not in the position of being able to hire or you can hire but you don't trust the people yeah, because yeah, of all the trust issues are going on, right? So then that's why FWA needs to be mandated. So we mm. can do go and do and fulfill our family duties without hating our bosses for like, oh, because of this, I have to be a worse family member. But now being able to have the best of both worlds and then continue on my obligation to the employer after I have fulfilled the family responsibility. Yeah, I think actually, in all fairness, we are seeing some of this, at least, okay, so in the tech space, right? Um, since COVID, when... You know, FW attack was even pre-COVID text was already FWA, but it became even more so during COVID as yes, as most so as, as most most industries, right? Now the big tech guys are mandating com- uh, employees to come back to work twice or three times a week. And guess what the employees are doing? Quit straight away. So I think we're already seeing the societal shift. Now, I'm only talking about one industry. It's going to be very different for manufacturing. It's going to be very different for, for law and everything work else. Home, yeah. You got to come yeah. on the line. Yeah. Go no, the they bring the machine yeah. home, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even the research engineers, they got to be on the line. You have of course. to be, your machines are there. Like, OATCs, yeah, for example, yeah, yeah. right? So, um, but we are seeing this, this shift in this industry. And I'm sure a lot of other people out there listening to us are feeling the same way, right? Mm-hmm. Because in between my phone calls or in between anything, I can pick up my kit. Mm. I can just play around with the kid and have that father-son time, father-daughter time or whatever it is that you aspire so much to always have and you're just working to fund them. So I think that the structurally and from a societal acceptance, you know, situation, it, it has shifted. Right, so so that so that is great lah. Okay, but but I I get some of these points and um yeah we should mandate lah. Huh? We have some sort of a mandatory or we let the framework come out first. Yeah, we let the yeah, I mean we yeah. don't know lah. Yeah. We just we say we yeah we evaluate the next year then we see you know like yeah, the when, framework will come out all the GLCs so yes 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 yes, yes, yes all yes, the NTUC yes. members so yes 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 yes. yes, 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 yes. Then, <laughs> so not later sixty percent of Singapore already then yes, don't yes, mandate. Hopefully hopefully we get there. Okay, so so that is that. But moving on from from that whole like I realise we are still at the work right yeah. on some level right? Singaporean's life is around my, my family, family yeah, yeah. Is, so, so let, let us talk a little bit about the whole like family sort of thing so family society and because I think in the paper there's also a lot of these type of different discussions whether is it like early childhood whether is it education whether is it like you know um, some of our middle class problems lah, huh? you know like all, all these jazz right so anything stood out to you I thought it was very interesting how in the document, they talk about alternative infant or early childhood uh, caregiving services. Beyond yeah. just thinking of adding more preschool places. Adding more preschool, adding more infant mm. care. Yeah, they were like saying maybe now it's left to the private, but maybe mm. even having more like nannies and all these other alternatives, which I thought was very interesting. 
I'm very skeptical whether it will work. No, no, it, it's a bit, it's, I think it's a bit more, you know, how in some HDB blocks, you have this auntie that looks after a few children in the block. Oh, it's right. formalizing those kind of services. Yes, I think. So, so it's not childcare, childcare in the childcare underneath your block. It's, it's in somebody's house, but then, you know, maybe we license them a bit so that the, they have good practices yeah. so the kids don't suddenly like kaput, you know, that, that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. No, and in the, in the Forward Singapore move, the, the document, it did write like um some sort of a care structure with like grandparents you know uncle mm. everybody auntie, needs yeah. to step in and right? help so so and it's this okay <laughs> why i highlighting because the word is important right like y'all must understand once again these documents words are selected okay not yeah. randomly someone just write for a graduation huh? so the fact that these words are inside it is firstly the government recognizing that there's a lot of informal care that is going on in society and potentially you know we can f- either formalize it or recognize that hey, actually there's a lot of other man hours that come into this thing right like the it takes a kampong to raise a kid right mm. so i think i think that that is also an interesting part for me mm. but i don't resonate as much because i got no kids uh, but, but please <laughs> continue yes. on, on, on that note it's pretty cool right because you know how some we have childcare leave right we have 12 days and then plus x number six. of childcare leave mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah six no, days of childcare yeah, leave 12, yeah. normal normal days yeah you can you can use it for your kid or you can use it for your parent Right, some companies actually allow you to use it for your nephew or your niece, mm. which I thought was pretty cool, right? Um, and even just small things like this, I feel um, you know, as employers, we should be leaning towards all of these, right? It's these small, small things that make you want to stay with that company. Mm. It's not in the end. It's again, not the salary. Again, back to the company, huh? Again, back but to work. Right? No, but they, they life. <laughs> true. But a big thing is attrition, right? Come on, we just yeah, yeah. we just spoke about that. Uh-huh. Big thing is attrition, but they want you to they want you to do the best work, so on and so forth. Mm. And these small things are the ones that go a long way. Mm. I like that we have childcare leave. Mm. My question is, why don't we have parents leave? So they called it child care leave, but you can use it for both. Oh, you see, I have children. Am I sick? They're not enough really. Where got mm. left to bring yeah, my dad no, to the I hospital? Think, I think some companies have additional yeah, elder thing. care so leave. Why is it okay. only right. left to the companies to give? If we can mandate child care leave, yeah. I'm of the view that no. we should mandate this because, because we are in an aged society because now. Because child care leave is a cost. The government pays for it. Yeah, and mm. they should take yeah. on the cost of aged leave because the reality is we're now moving into this older society. Excuse me? Please don't rate our reserves. <laughs> Oh my god, I was I was going to come out and say what economic value are agent. So then why why do we need to pay? There's no ROI. Pioneer generation giving back. But within the realm of like the Singapore dream, right? Because a lot of these softer things form the bedrock of the dream. I really don't mm. think Singaporeans think like my Singapore dream is to work a great job. No, right? The, yeah. the great job is just the, the start of accumulating the resources. The, 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 the great job is the avenue by which you achieve your dream. Yes, yes. yes. So, right? The, the dream is not to get that job. It's what that job gives you. Gives you, oh, exactly, yes. right? So and, it's just, and same thing with money. Your money's an enabler. Yeah. It's never my an enabler. My money's a tool. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so with, with that in mind, right? I'm sure we all realize that within the document, there's not a lot of this no. whole like, what is the next Singapore dream <laughs> type of thing, lah, right? So like, maybe we can start there of like, okay, so what is the Singapore dream that, that you guys are thinking of? Like, just paint, mm. you know, like what is a good quality of life that you think, you know, the middle-class Singaporeans can aspire to be? Well, I think one of the one of the things, I think if we look at welfare states, we look at welfare countries, it's very normal for aged parents to go to a home, but it's quite looked down upon here. It's like, eh, why you put them in a home? You cannot take care of them. Uh. 
So I think, is is that something that we want to discuss, right? Is this this mindset shift that we should throw in with regards to tangibles that we can do to reduce the liability or, or the time taken for the sandwich generation? Yeah, and I think the, the government is pushing towards that, right? Like they are building more homes. They are building better homes. Um, they are building different types of homes. So, so not really just an aged care facility where all the old people go and stay, but it can be an entire community where the, the old people can can hang out and mm. still fulfilling lives mm. and, and essentially enjoy their retirement, right? Correct. They, they go walk, they go do the community garden, do some gardening, get some sun. Very nice, la. I mean, no, it's, it's a nice feeling right and and i think increasingly as as our society ages and we are not all we are not pushing them to retire overseas they are retiring here then we need to build up communities and infrastructure mm. like that that yeah. allows people to stay within singapore yeah and and in a sense have a community and enjoy the, the fruits of their labor of working that, that 30 40 years and, exactly. and all of that exactly yeah. and and part of it is now no more i need to bring my dad to the hospital it's there at the retirement mm. village right i think that's yeah. what they call it or, or yeah. yeah i think but i think increasingly that there's things like that um there's like you know clinics well not not really clinics but aged care facilities at the bottom of the block so not not just a void deck, <laughs> an actual space <laughs> where you know old people can go and you know they, they make friends, they they have some activities and and everybody you know kumbaya and enjoy life. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Senior centers, lah. Senior centers. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. But I also want to add that I think um, the public housing scheme is moving in a direction that I feel like is a bit questionable, right? In a sense that we want. We, we want to guard against uh, elderly social isolation, right? We want to uh, have the nucleus family, we want to have the family to have more support together, you know, all these things, right? But our flats are getting smaller and smaller, mm. okay? And the next tier is a condo, which is even smaller. We need to build bigger flats. Mm. It's not in the discussion at all. But then they will see no, no space. No, because, no, no. Pe- because no, young people want, want their own space. Yeah, so so the, 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 the thing is, young people want their own space because of what? Right? Is it because like in is it because in the current space that they are in is too cramped? Like they they cannot, you know, they they just cannot. Means privacy. Yeah, There's also toxic yeah. family relationships. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so and and all these, you know, can be further, you know, kind of elaborated, right? I'm throwing an idea in to to think about it. Like, okay, firstly, why do young people want their own space? Is it because the current space that they're in is too small for them? Such that they're like, oh, I cannot have this space. Because I just had this conversation with my cousin the other day. And she was like, I cannot, I cannot tahan. I have to go, I have to have my own space, right? Because Mm. this house got no space for me anymore. I've grown beyond the needs of this space. Then I was like, okay, fair. Then based on this idea, then you have to find a partner, you know, in a hetero relationship and then have to go and, you know, um, bid for Dollops. a flat, right? Uh, get a flat and then no, but uh, do there something are there. the one bedroom, two bedroom condos that they can rent. What? No, 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 no. I'm Rent's not talking not about that. I'm not talking about that. So what I'm saying is, why aren't we moving into a situation where we are building jumbo flats, right? Where we are building yeah. bigger flats that require three names, four names to apply for, right? Where your mortgages are centralized together, right? Because there is uh there, there are two major shifts in the earlier days of Singapore where you see a lot of this. Number one was the kampong shift to HDB period, where the whole kampong was shifted into the same estate. Okay? And yep. and in that shift, a lot of your relatives are your neighbors. Upstairs, downstairs, left, right. So mm, there's correct. a lot of social support. Correct. So as much as they remove the kampong, 
a lot of the kampung spirit was still there. Okay? And but over time, because that, that because of the whole like CMIO model, right? So there's some of this kind of shift and redistribution of, of housing. Um, over time, it leads to a situation where more and more people are staying further and further away from the family mm. because of BTO, because of a lot of other all these things. And all these are are policy uh, realities that were not planned from the start. Like the policy wasn't in, they didn't care about these things, right? Like the whole like bidding for BTO as part of a marriage proposal. Like if you build the policy, why would you care? The main thing was oversupply. That was the main reason to crack. But these are some other social impacts that have happened over time, right? So one of the social impact that I think has happened over time is this fragmentation of the family, right? Yeah. Because you have to, people inherently stay further and further. And it's harder and harder because flats are smaller and so and there's no second like level to go towards, right? And that and there is a there are a bunch of flats that are like that. Of course, the mansionette is one, and the jumbo flats in Sambawang is also one because uh, they couldn't sell, uh, no one wants to stay in Sambawang, right? So they merge together and become a jumbo flat. And then people started shifting in. Yes. Inherently showing that there, there are Singaporean families that want to stay in the same estate. But because of the public housing structure, they cannot stay together anymore. And because yep. of the reality. So it's not about like, oh, just go and rent another place or something. Can we build bigger flats where it requires more adult names into it? Yeah. Right? Actually, I think that's a, that's a really good idea. Because even now, people... Like families are staying together. Your mom and dad, your kids. Like they're all in one HDB, mm -hmm. right? Three generations. Three home, three right? generations are yeah. in one HDB. And to be fair, the three generation home are actually I can afford to buy two more rooms one in this flat. Yes. Right? Like I can buy my neighbor, my neighbor's willing to say I can afford to buy, right? You yes. know that kind of thing. But, yeah. but because of the requirement, blah, blah, blah. And I right? think with, with certain caveats, I think what you have done or this proposal of, of a jumbo flat with three or two or other, let's call it two nucleuses. Yeah. Right? Is actually quite a good idea. Because in this way, number one, you can get people to live in Woodlands, right? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sambawang. Maybe even Kranji, right? But you know, that that could be a really good selling point because now you don't need to go to work given the FWA. Let's let's assume that's going to happen. And you can now move people away from your your clusters of Ang Mokyo, this, that, and really occupy the spaces around Singapore. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that's a really good idea. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think it's a very difficult thing to build, no. you know. It's just two, in between two flats, right? Not a door. <laughs> it does not change your fabrication. No. Because yeah. we are all building fabrication today, right? Like, yeah. like what, what's so difficult? Just not one door and in the middle. I'm, you can still have two doors, right? Yeah. So you still have two gates, but we have one connecting door in the middle. Yeah. And in order to apply for this, you need more adult names. And the adults can be single, Right, but tied mm. to the nucleus family, right? Yeah. So the parents plus like one adult, yeah. something like that. Correct. Then they can get this kind of flat or this kind of arrangement or something like that. There's a certain classification. Yeah, so I, I think that is something that we can really explore, you know, if yeah. we want to, let's say we want to anchor society with the families, which is still the case, okay? In the document, it's very well stated that the family nucleus the is family still is the, the bedrock of society. Uh, bedrock yeah. of society, yeah. blah, blah. <laughs> it's in page five, one of the examples, right? So there are four main examples that they put out you know, five yeah. in the page, the page number five, right? And that's one of them, right? So I, I think if we, if that is what we truly believe in, then our infrastructure need to look like that, yeah. right? Our public housing structures need to look like that such that we can allow people to do that. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, I, I, sorry. I, I think that the only question I have is whether there really is demand for that. No, mm. right so comment I, I would apply section below yeah, right? yeah. Okay. Okay. no sorry would, would you buy if that meant that your in-laws or who are, whichever parents that you're going to stay at had to sell their property and you have to sell all your property so all the family can only own that one property because that's HDB yeah. yes yeah. correct right? that's what I'm trying yeah. to say yeah. so, so there are certain people that aren't in that yeah no uh, exactly range. right but then but then that, that kind of sells away your you know, property as progression that type of model right so so I think that cuts across HDB that, that, was one. never meant to be an investment no no no, no sorry HDB is meant to be a store of value that funds your retirement <laughs> <laughs> I thought, that, I thought that was the, 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 the previous narrative. Previous narrative. Uh, yeah, okay. Asset, asset, asset enhancement narrative. That was yes, the under Chok Tong era. Correct. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my friend, I, I don't think... I don't think that has really changed. No? Or mm. At least like it, it's a step in your progression ladder, mm. right? It, a BTO is in the quintessential Singapore, you know, model, a step for you to gain or accumulate assets so that you can move further down the, move further up the ladder right what is up the ladder so then Condola, you start moving to so you're moving from a HDB five to room HDB flat which is 1,200 square feet to a two room condo okay, which no, is 700 no, because square feet it's just the perceived and the it, asset okay, value one is, is the perceived value um, two is the, the secondary market value and three is at the end of the day these are 99 year leases Right, so mm. you you and your parents can own one property. Your parents pass on. You you, I, I guess question whether you have to sell it or you have to get a next generation to continue that nucleus, mm. right? Because mm. if you if you buy under a married scheme and then you divorce, well, you're not really meant to hold on to the property anymore. Yeah. So so you know there, there's all these things that you That's need to consider, point. right? Mm. And that there's all these. So so I th- I I get that, but it is a restriction, right? Mm. And maybe it's good because you bring it back to the idea of HDB is public housing. You are not meant to profit from it. You are not meant to use this to fund your condo or sell one by two. You know, you it, it's just a place for you to stay and this is the government doing their job, mm. yeah. right? Yeah. And and then, but the, the, the second other point I wanted to say that, you know, maybe there's not that much demand is I think, and maybe this is a function of my privilege, um, youngsters are different now. In the sense that I have a lot of friends, you know, parents own landed, they, they, they stay with the parents, with the wife, and then they get a whole floor to themselves. Cannot. That one is you, lah, bro. No, no, I, I don't have a landed. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I see your, your, uh, my your... parents also don't have a landed. But you know, they, they, I had, I do have quite a lot of friends who moved yeah. in with either their in-laws or their parents, yeah. and then it is just strife because you have a pair of people, the, the older generation, who which is their house. So and they are used to doing things a certain way. And you are younger, and you you have your own floor to yourself. That's fine, right? But you know that there's different things. You know, whether you can bring in the food that you want to eat. Why why are you not coming down to eat dinner with me? You know, mm. you come never greet me in the morning. All, all these sort of small things, yeah, right? Yeah. That that lead to your life being ah, this is so frustrating. Just if only they were next door. Yeah. Right, I don't want to be in the same house as them. I want them to be next door or two doors away, where there is that bit more physical separation, and I can coexist 
very well with that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair, fair, fair. I mean, I, I get I get that point. I think that these I are think there's good merit for points. both. There's yeah, merit yeah. for both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think we can definitely try and do more. Right? And, and see Comment in the comment yes. section. Let yes. us know if there's a demand, right? Well, would like, you stay? Like, yeah, would you stay? You know, Actually, if, he brought up a good point, right? Say the three of you do that and then your mum passes on. Now what do you do? Because technically now you don't qualify for that jumbo flat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a that's a really good but point. It's not a, but to be fair, it's not a foreign concept. Yeah. Mm. Okay. It's not like like uh you know like if you and your spouse enter into an arrangement to get it's it's a marriage basis to get a flat, and if you are younger than thirty five, by the time there's no dependent, you break up, then you gotta sell it. Yeah. HDB says sorry, yeah. this yeah. is the policy, right? So yeah. so it is not. It is not a foreign so, so idea. So we need to fix, we need HDB to fix the purpose yeah. of all these things. Yes, then, yes. then we know how to implement it. Yeah. Okay, great, okay, but great. housing aside, I think like we, we, we should go back to the first question, which was mm. not answered, only answered by me. What is the new Singapore dream? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what does that look like for our families, for the matters of the heart, right? How, mm. how does that new Singapore look like for us who want to stay here? Mental health is a big thing. I think if I can, it, it's so hard to quantify because if you look at the document, that, that we look at. They've really tried to say Singapore dream is what you want to achieve. Mm. Is what you want. They've tried to really personalize it. it, it it's to your you responsibility have. to Which chase the and achieve the platform, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which is not a bad thing. Which is not a bad thing. No, it's, it's not, not bad. bad. I'm not saying it's bad. Okay. And yeah. I think for me, the idea of a Singapore dream is for you to just be happy. Mm. And, and maybe I'll, I'll, I'll anecdote this to, to a conversation I had with a, with a colleague. Right. Um, so she working uh, in, in the company, so on and so forth, she quit to help her mom sell food. All right. It's a corporate job, quit to help her mom sell food. And then I said, uh, she didn't quite share where she was going. So I said, oh, you're quitting. You got another job? She's like, oh yeah, just family business. Right. Um, and I was like, okay, are you happy? And she turned around and she like, she got taken by surprise because she said that was the first time somebody asked her that question when she said she's moving jobs. Because usually the question is, oh, how much does it pay? Or something else. And I really think as a society, we are moving towards that. We would give up 50k a month if that means... Sorry, sorry, sorry. 50k a year. Sorry, sorry, Paisi. But, um, you know, people would give up that amount to have that, you know, quality of life. To have that time for yourself. To have the mm-hmm. mental health of not having to handle the job, the dad, the kid, mm-hmm. all of that. So for me, I think that's... For me, I would say that was to be the new. That's being alluded to, right? Because everything that you say, like you know, things like fulfillment, purpose, happiness, um, community, that those keywords those jump are all out. Inside. Yeah, mm. it all jumps out within a document. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be the Singapore dream. Then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe so, they don't explicitly say it, but uh, that's what they're hinting and hinting at very. Yeah, well, they can't explicitly say it, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. No, it's very hard to be fair, yes. and and I think from a leadership point of view as a nation, right. In order to achieve this, something has to go, right? And maybe the economic strife has to be slowed down. Yeah. Right? Because, you know, if... Let me put it to you this way, okay? As someone that employs people in different countries, right? The Singaporean better work the hardest, <laughs> right? Because... Because they're the most expensive. Yeah, because yeah. in an international PNL, right? Singaporeans are paid the most. Yeah. Mm. Right? Be- because by the virtue of the currency and the, the wage expectation and everything, right? So now I'm going to change in that Asia, statement. Right? You yeah. the I think it's not Asia. about the Singaporean better work the hardest, but Singaporean better add the most value in terms of the critical yeah. thinking, the yeah. innovation. Exactly. So we got yes. to move out the value chain and watch part one. Okay? <laughs> but, 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 but based on based on that thought process, right? Then, 
on some level, if we want people to, you know, enjoy life a bit more, we want people to be a little bit, you know, happier. We live in 24 hours, right? Something has to go, right? You gotta like find time for the gym, right? You gotta find time for your classes, right? Find time for, for something else, for your kids, for- You gotta find for time for me time. So, yeah, yeah. So you gotta do all that, yeah. right? Yeah. So in, in order to do all that, something has to go. We either shrink the distance to achieving this, right? Like everything is a hub, right? Japanese hub. I love Japanese hub, right? Everything is there. You go there, you know, one stop, you settle everything, right? So you shrink the distance to achieving it such that it's easier to achieve more things within the optimal, within a set of time. So this is optimization process or you got to then give up something else, yeah. which is like, okay, Singaporeans, we have to mandate, um, Eight hours, seven hours, four day work week, right? Like no some of these things we have to 8 go. PM? Yeah, yeah. No eight PM, eight PM, not six. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. You know, universal. <laughs> there internet, are some that do that. Some, yeah, right? no, there. Are, there are countries that do there that. There are countries that yeah, do that. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Right. So, so exactly right. Like some of these things will have to come in to then open up space for Singaporeans to live a life. Yeah. Right, and and I mean, and this is as someone that straddles between Kuala Lumpur and Singapore, right? I can tell you the people after work is different. Hmm. right in KL right our people after work go play board game you know go hang out hang out you know it's like a, it's like a given hey you want to go downstairs uh, want to chill you know cup of coffee is is very normal no, not not so much beer like what's halal right right so yeah, yeah, halal but, but other no. options will pop up right like essentially to service the, the community there but over here Singaporeans are after work cannot I must go fetch my kids hmm. well cannot like, after that huh, I need to uh, do, do I need, I got something I need to complete hey, sorry I got networking oh I got event I need to go hey, sorry I got business meeting oh there's a dinner but for business everything is about work right so and and that's that's a big part of family I think the distance shrinking thing is probably the most feasible how Mm, that can mm. be implemented. Yeah. But I think now already like it's happening, right? Yeah, it is happening. I think there are more opportunities for that to be extended to other areas as well. Mm. Like that distance is not fully being addressed in the age. So for kids, they're helping, right? Lots of preschools in your neighborhood. You don't have to travel yeah. so far. Mm-hmm. Or even at your workplace, you drop off upstairs, go down. Uh, yeah, that nice, kind of yeah. Stuff. I went to the industrial area. I was like, wait, what's yeah, the Now also have. <laughs> so, yeah, right. yeah, but the there. age, no. So we still don't have that. We still need to spend a sizable building, amount building. of time yeah, yeah, building, building. In, in the process, right? Yeah. When I have to bring my dad to the hospital, it's a lot of time, literally an entire mm-hmm. afternoon off, mm-hmm. right? And we also have things like kids enrichment. Although maybe the other question asked is, do they really need that much enrichment? But maybe it is if we want to be critical thinkers in that same place because now like the schools can be near your house but the enrichment is not I have to travel one hour to bring my kid to enrichment yes. and we maybe shrink the distance for that mm. they can build more enrichment than Penny's Hub yeah 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 I'm sure yeah. they already have a lot they have a lot they don't need more they don't need more enrichment <laughs> my area not enough need more yeah Okay, okay, yeah, cool. cool. Fair, cool. fair, fair. I, I, like, I like the discussion. Yeah. Right? I think there's yeah. a lot more tangible things that, that have popped up. You know, I think the other thing I want to add though as a Singapore dream, right, mm. is less stress. Although to acknowledge stress is also individual management. Mm. But I think as a society, what we can do, and this is what I do see uh, in the report, is less of a focus on like, not just salary, but also on grades. And they have the entire chapter too, right? Yeah. It's like the first thing that they addressed in the document, I was like, well, out of everything, I'm surprised the age society is not the first thing. It's actually no. about education going beyond grades, about, you know, like learning is a lifelong thing, not making it feel like you just need to cram and survive your this period of school. And then after that, you're free. 
Mm. It's more yeah. of like spreading it out and making it less stressful. Not just for the kids, but for the parents as of well. Course, eh? Because they tell you just over, right? Yeah. My fellow mommy and daddy friends, I'm sure you all can relate. How many of you got sleep properly during VSLU? People take a whole year off just yeah. for the kids. Yeah, yeah. Right? exactly. So can it's we make it less stressful in that but, regard? Um, yeah. For me, high stakes game. I think that was the words that were. Yeah, was but I, I guess yeah. that that's the function of it, right? Because that that requires the entire society to shift. Yes. yes. You know, you need to make that your fear at PSLE. Never mind. There's other options. You fail your. O le- or not, not fail you don't do that well at O-levels to get to, to a decent JC or you don't do that well at PS it, it doesn't determine your future so it's really uh, every school is right? a good school uh. no not, not every school okay every no, school is no. a good school for the purposes they are for right um, <laughs> but you know at the end of the day if we are really going to do this we have to have a lot of alternative paths where not succeeding at a step doesn't push you back behind everybody else mm. right yeah. and you know I don't know if that's possible. I think one how that they tried to address, and I really like that idea, was opening up more spaces for the DSA program. No, I don't think so. I think that is exactly the wrong thing to do. It allows for capital to invade the game. Right, because I'm, I'm sorry, right? I have two kids. They might not be academically smart. It's okay. I will find their talent. I'll spam resources there and they'll get into DSA. Can a poorer kid do that? Mm. No. Why the poor kid is just naturally the more talented? Don't no, just yeah, there will be, there will be, will be right? Right? But, but you are presupposing yeah. that they are more talented. Yeah, yeah. You know? will, so two be. equally talented like kids, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, super talented, right? Yeah, That's why you're our boss. Yes, um, but isn't that better? That's why you're wearing the leather jacket. Yeah. The current <laughs> focus on academics, which you can use tuition, same concept. No, you correct. Pay more for tuition correct. So, so right now you are just opening up more fronts for capital to invade the game. Mm. right mm. last time people just go for tuition um if i and oh, i didn't really have tuition but i was but i was good enough at exams to play the game right and, and i got into decent schools right but now maybe i can still play the game in terms of exams but i have my space to play the game is a lot more limited because there's another 20 percent coming in through dsa right so so i cannot play that game now and, mm. and i cannot compete in playing all the other games that these dsa kids are because you know they're going for swimming four days a week they are going for whatever oh, music so class swimming is the most yeah, so you choose sport. your own battle la. no okay. correct but then you are choosing battles i mean all these things come at a cost yeah. right like yep. the parents have to put in resources to push people in that direction so it is always easier if there is one route and then everybody competes on that route. Now you have multiple routes. Everybody just goes, okay, never mind. I, academically not that good. I give them a different talent. I I, I make them pick up sailing. I make them pick up archery. Hey, all who, the other sport. Who picks up these things? <laughs> Polo. Right? Who, who Polo. plays the cello? Horse riding. Yeah, horse riding. Who, who yeah. plays the cello, right? These yeah, are your DSA entrants. Yeah. Your DSA entrant is partially who runs the fastest, but it's also all these sports that are gated. Yeah. Right, that need resources for you to enter. Yeah. How is that not, you know, um, giving more privilege? What, in so we what if the archery, sailing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like less of this elite stuff, but bands. more of the commoner <laughs> stuff, maybe. Yeah, but that that is not the DSA, right? So okay, let's say your DSA is maybe people. maybe then no, no, your okay. gripe, right? Let, the DSA needs to be improved. No, my gripe is your DSA. Okay, not your DSA needs to be improved. Your DSA needs to be clear what is talent and what is trained. Right, which is very difficult to do at 12. Mm. Right? Okay, because let, let's take an example, right? Everybody knows the piano. Okay, by everybody, that, that's a bit of an exaggeration, but you know, a lot of people know the piano. DSA is piano playing, right? Who, which 12 year old is the one with the grade 8 or a diploma in music? 
Mm. Right? How, no matter how talented you are, which is the one with, which yeah. is which has the achievement that allows you to do into DSA, is the one with the parents with the resources to put you into that and push you in that direction. In fact, I I would think it's more important to vertically integrate higher level learning, right? In a <laughs> sense of like ITE should provide pol- diplomas, poly should provide university degrees. Right. So essentially, you make the uni thing that pursuit less sexy and you allow the other mm. paths to vertically integrate such that it does not seem like IT means just side one, mm. right? Then you definitely... No, like you're you, you, you you are not poly. as clear tiers. Yeah, right. right? So you're very good, huh? You go poly. You're very good, right? So then it's, it's very tiered, right? Whereas if you allow for vertical integration where, you know, because I think in, in IT, it's, it's very technical, right? So like it is. technical, like let's say you fix planes and all that. Why can't there, you just vertically integrate a, 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 a diploma path for, you know, further studies of the plane system, yeah. right? So you allow, instead of separating like, uh, technical education, the uh, di- diploma, and then like the universities, you vertically integrate them such that the universities will have a more research-directed path, you know, and in the ITs will have a technical development path, you know. So the pathways yes. are different, but one location can do everything. This is what the Germans do, okay? And the German education system is quite interesting, you know, uh, in in this sense, lah. Where yeah, and I think that that would fundamentally reduce the stigma and allow for more ins and outs, right? For the individual, such that it's not just, oh, you have to do this, then it's the next stage, next stage. And then you allow for, you know, like more capital to come in with a high stakes game, right? So the game, the game does not change. The, the, the game is did not disappear. It just changed in form, right? Whereas if we really wanted to reimagine like what is learning, what is le- what does learning mean? You know, a lot of these things can be changed and the kind of, by addressing the stigma uh, yeah, that the is stigma going that to that certain parts. Like, like there shouldn't be something that is seen as second class or second tier. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that that is fundamentally where the education system needs to go. It's not that, you know, these people are better, these people are worse. It's that these people can all achieve. Maybe they all achieve different things, right? Maybe they all achieve different things tangibly, but they can fulfill their potential, yeah. right? Mm. Um, no matter which part of the system they're at. Yes, yeah. yes. And mm. I think this is also something that we talked about in part one. The jobs have to be respected for the education to that job yes. to be respected. I agree. And we also need the parents. Yeah, but not only that, right? People that go to ITE, yes, people look down on them. Right. It's the parents but, because they are your, you go here. So, so the parents need to change the way they talk correct, to the kids but, as well. Comes to my bigger point. So by the way, just on that point, if they finish ITE and it's well respected around the world, they go to Australia, they become a tradie or whatever it is, they make a buttload of money. Yeah. yeah. Right? Straight up. Okay. But it's it's look the parents, the peer pressure, the education system, all of that I feel needs to change yeah. dramatically. Yeah. And it starts from a simple point of and, and I believe it's all um, connected that we are chasing 3 to 5% GDP every year. Mm-hmm. Because that strive is the reason we have something called the Singapore Walk. You guys heard of that before? The Singapore Walk? No. It's the pace in which we walk. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Walk. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The New York Walk. Uh. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pace in which we walk is far superseding Almost every expert that have I know. We, in have we won New York? But we've only got one to two percent for a while, la. For a long yeah. time, huh? yes. Just saying. But they're striving, like They're striving, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. And I feel that 
is the same with our education system because everybody wants to go into express stream. Everybody wants to go into... No, no, sorry. There's a band but now. No more streaming. No oh, more sorry, streaming, sorry. No whichever. Right, my time got... Uh, got Subject-based yeah. bending. Yes. Yeah. Ah, okay, band what? Band what? Yeah. Full subject-based bending. Okay, yes. Yeah. The best subject-based bending mm-hmm. and then going through, right? But yeah. it doesn't matter if you graduate at 18 or 20 because if you think about it, it's two years out of your 80 to 90 year life. Mm. What? Why does that matter? Mm-hmm. And I think that's something we need to think about. So we know that, okay, fine, we want to be good examples. We want the kids to have a less stressful life and all of that. Do you send your kids for enrichment? Yeah, I do. Yeah. One. Mm. I know, Why? but no, but I mean, at the end of the day, if, if this is all talent, if we don't train, we don't push capital in, why? Yeah. Right? Uh, you know, because at the end of the day, it is the very selfish desire for whichever yeah. interest that you are in to push them the as, as hard yeah. as in the direction that you think is best for them. Yeah. Right. Whether it's a good job, whether it's you know they need to be self-sufficient, whether it's they need to stop bloody crying every time, <laughs> you know it. it I it sense is, the sleepless yeah. nights. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is that, that sort of thing, me. right? Like at the end of the day, as individuals, we are inherently interested in ourselves and mm. and the core around us. And I think it is wrong to say that you know you should be able to sacrifice yourselves and whatever advantages you can give the people around you for the greater good of society. Mm. right so the the presupposed so redistribution which is a very big team as well fine i like it but redistribution has to be built on the fact that i have enough and i have access then we redistribute mm. right it, it's not oh yeah i'm barely surviving but i should redistribute anyway because there are people worse than me right there, there are always people worse than you you know of so so Maybe I'm selfish, fine, whatever. But that is, I think, the, the way I see it. I, I'm happy to redistribute, right? If I have access. And mm. only up to the amount that I have access. I don't think it should be a redistribution such that I am disadvantaged. Mm. Right? Mm. Which maybe means I'm not communist, but so be it. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair, fair. I, I like it. I like it. Yeah. And I and I think it's a, it, it takes some time for some of these ideas to fester and develop. So, you know, skills future, you know, like NLB, you know, I'm very happy to collaborate, lah, right? <laughs> but in closing, I think I wanna uh, also highlight one last thing, which is about the the greenery. I think there's a continued affirmation. I, I'm glad that we didn't bring it on, but it means we already assume it's gonna be green. Right, like, like we didn't even talk about like the parks or anything. Yeah. Right, but it, is a, it is a big part of uh, the document also to talk about the continued protection of the, you know, better quality of life or at least as best as it gets lah. Right, because we are a city with a relatively big industrial base also with yes. uh, a lot of oil manufacturing and uh, processing and all that. So the air quality is as good as it can get. Right and all the clean and green and all that. Right, so I, I think we are doing continue to do that, which is great. Uh, yeah. So, any last things that you want to bring out? You know, I, it will this... be another fifteen minutes, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> actually, actually, on this note, okay, let's give a conciliatory note. No. You know, at the end to say like, what is one thing that you really love about the Forward Singapore document? Yeah. Actually, just just before that, I want to touch on the green thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it didn't come up for me because it has been always ongoing. Yeah, yeah. Right, so given, since right? the 70s mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Yes, they've mandated, I think, X number of square meters you need to plant a tree. I remember this because I think my auntie said, we expanded the car park in my, my office and now we have to plant trees. Like, And that was the first time I'm like, wow, I didn't know Singapore had these sort of policies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think it's great. Um, I think it's important that we need to keep it green. Um, I think it's part of our identity when you look elsewhere. 
when when other like nationalities come to Singapore, they're like, wow, so green, so many trees. I like the idea of a changing social compact, mm. right? I like the idea that, look, you know, at the end of the day, we are going to have to shift to a, a bigger picture. It's not just about you and your survival. It's about uplifting the others around you, right? So, so I think there's a change in the social compact. There is a bit of a movement away from purely materialistic things. Why? We, we can have a different discussion. But, you know, I, I think all in all, that's a good thing. It's or even if we don't want to attach a status to it, it is a thing which is needed to keep up with the times. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think for me, and I want to throw in a spanner at the end. Um, I think it's a good starting point. I think it built a new identity for, for the 4G leadership. I think it's something that they want and to own. Finally, that's something that is theirs, that they can continue and, and, and grow. And also give ownership to us to build that with them. I think that's so, so important, right? But if we're talking about, you know, work-life balance, if we're talking about... Harmony. Sorry, work-life harmony. We're Get talking about <laughs> reducing the disparity of social inequality. We're talking about, you know, a bit more of, of education overhaul and, and how we look at life and materialistic isn't the way forward. What does that mean to our tax bracket? That's something I want to just so think if we about. So excess, contribute more. I, I, so, think, I think that that's yeah. the reality. No, that's, the, that's right. a reality. Yes, you know what that means. <laughs> that means the taxes will yeah, go up. Oh no, COE will go yeah. up. Um, no, COE will go up for um, demand and supply. Okay, that's a right? different discussion. That's a different one. No, but, but, but it, it is a form of wealth tax, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so COE, ABSD, all these are quasi wealth yes, taxes. Yes, but I'm talking about di- those are indirect yep. taxations. Mm. Direct taxation, I believe, will also rise. Yes. Okay. You should go first. I'll go last. No, I got nothing to add, really. I read the whole document twice, you know, and I think it's a it's it's a relatively open document, you know. Uh, many of the things are what I mean society wants, and I think I'm broadly aligned with a lot of stuff. But uh, I look forward to budget 2024. Yes, <laughs> I want to see what the great. tangible policies to achieve. Where they the direct the money to, right? Yeah, so uh, we'll cover budget 2024 next year. Stay tuned. Yeah. This four, right? <laughs> <laughs> for me what I liked was the recognition um, and the government legitimizing it by saying we hear you guys we're putting it in this document so you feel heard as well mm-hmm. and while we cannot commit to all the things that you want us to give you and they explicitly said there are trade-offs so I was like yeah yeah okay that's a good reminder we get it we get it but I like that they are at least starting to acknowledge and I feel having the government acknowledge a lot of these things that were basically just swept under the carpet for the longest time and letting the private sector individuals stepping up to say and then government just keep quiet all the way and say motherhood statements like, all oh, schools are good schools and all that kind of stuff. Now this is really a document that recognizes, okay, we hear you guys. We are with you. We're moving together. But yet opening up space to show that they don't have all the concrete answers either. And it's a work in progress. Great, vote for me. Thank you. <laughs> when you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.